Hello and welcome to episode number six of Prosperity by the Pine. I am your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and certified investment management analyst. I'm also a self-proclaimed millennial money expert, and this is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold one. I'm super excited about this episode. I'm calling this episode Investing in Stocks 101, Finally It Makes Sense. And this episode, all right, so I've been told that I need to mix up my beverages a little bit, so I am not drinking a beer per usual. I am drinking uh, Zombie Killer uh, Cider. It's a hard cider, and it's uh, I like it because it's made from uh, in Michigan, from in Ferndale, Michigan, produced and bottled by Bee Nectar out of Ferndale, Michigan, 5.5% alcohol. It is... We're gonna we're gonna give it a try. I'll give it a I'll give it a a judge here. This was recommended to me by my sister. Thank you, sis. All right. So I don't really like ciders that much, but that's pretty darn good. I will drink that. So let's talk about investing. In particular, let's talk about investing in stocks. I'm super excited about this episode because I'm really passionate about this topic. I love stocks. I love stock investing. And I think that there are way too many people out there that still just don't understand stocks. It's a it's a problem that we have that we don't educate people at a young age about various different financial topics, including investing and how that works. So the goal of this episode is to convince you that you are not a day trader, you're not a day trader, and make sure that you understand stocks. That's the goal today. So Let's start with the basics. What in the world are stocks? Stocks are ownership of companies. So the local deli in your hometown is owned by a guy named Joe. Just saying. Joe owns the deli. Joe owns a business. He owns, let's just say Joe owns 100% of that business. There is a larger business up the road. Let's call it a uh, supermarket, a hometown supermarket. And Hometown Supermarket is owned by uh, Joe's brother, Jim, and Jim's two cousins and uh, maybe a third-party investor, somebody that their dad once knew that fronted them money. They're all owners of that particular uh, institution. All stock is is partial ownership in much, much larger companies. So... There's this, uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is people look at investing in stocks as intangible. That, like real estate, you can go touch and feel the house. Uh, gold, you can sit there and you can, you can hold a gold ring in your hand. And I, I own this gold ring and gold has value because I can touch it and feel it. Investing in stocks is often thought of as intangible. You're not, you're not investing in anything you can touch and feel. But I could not disagree with that more because when you invest in stocks, I'm looking out my window and there's a Chevrolet in the parking lot or in the, in the, in the driveway. And there's also a Ford and GM makes Chevrolet is a publicly traded company. And Ford is a publicly traded company. And the phone that's on the floor right now is an Apple phone. Um, there's another phone over in the corner. That's a, a Google phone. Those are publicly traded companies. This computer sitting right in front of me is a Microsoft surface. These are publicly traded companies that you can have partial ownership in. So when you walk in the grocery store and you're looking at all the products and things on display there, or when you're on amazon.com, which by the way is a publicly traded company, every time somebody buys or uses one of those products, if you are a part owner, it should help the profits and earnings and therefore help appreciate your value in the company. So if you pay $40 a share for something, you are uh, you know, let's just say you buy one share of American Express and you paid $40 for that, you may be a one billionth owner 
So it doesn't give you the ability to walk in the building after hours, but you are a part owner of that company. So you benefit as their profits and earnings grow. It's that simple. So you're not investing in something intangible. You're investing in something tangible because those companies have products and services that are on shelves and are on menus and are on online uh, stores all over the place that are making money for you. So it's not intangible. Stocks investing is not intangible. It's tangible. You can touch it. You can feel it when you invest in companies that you know and use. It's, it's that simple. So when you're... You hear the term trading stocks, and and what that implies are people out there trading their ownership in companies. These remember these tangible companies for dollars. That's it. That's trading stocks. So you're 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 saying here's a sum of money. I would like a partial ownership. Now, if the company be, does better next quarter and they have better earnings, all of a sudden your partial ownership is worth more, and you can sell it for more money. If the company misses earnings and does not do well, you can sell your partial ownership probably lose some money and that's going to happen that's that, that's so i hope the stocks so first thing that should make sense it's a pretty simple concept you're buying and selling fractional ownerships in companies many companies that we all know like and use all the time that's pretty simple but whether you should or you should not be trying to buy stocks is a bigger question so there's a few things that i would i would suggest there so beer break because uh, cider break because I'm starting to get dry mouth here. All right, this stuff is sweet. Like I could I could have this as dessert, but I can't drink more than like I don't think I can drink more than one. It's too sweet. But uh, that's cider for you, I guess. <clears throat> All right. So should you be buying stocks? Maybe. <laughs> I, I think that everybody should own some stocks for as a long-term investor, but I think there's some things that they probably should be doing first. So before you start buying stocks, you need cash. Every single person listening right now, before they start saying, I want to start trading stocks and having fun with stocks, should probably have themselves most of the way out of debt. There's some debt that I would argue that is okay to carry on your balance sheet before you start investing, like perhaps your primary vehicle and your primary residence. I think that you can, if those are at reasonable interest rates, you can maintain that debt and start to invest in stocks. But you shouldn't have credit card debt. You shouldn't have a whole bunch of student loan debt. And particularly since student loan debt is high interest rate, topic for another day. You shouldn't have, uh, you know, art van furniture uh, debt at, you know, 36 months and 17% interest. So those things you need to wipe out before you start investing. Secondly is you need cash. My recommendation and I will not waver on this unless it's of more, is if you live in a dual income household, husband and wife, and you both bring home cheddar, that you should have three months of cash sitting in a savings account or money market or something like that that's super accessible. If you're a single income household, just one person bringing home the cheddar, you should have six months of expense. I should clarify, when I say three months of cash or six months of cash, I mean six months of your expenses, what it costs, sit down, spend 20 minutes, add it up. What are your bills? What do you spend on food? You need that sitting in the savings account. Those two things, getting rid of the bad debt and having some cash, then you can afford to take some risk in stocks because let's remember, stocks are going to go up and down in value, trading fractional ownerships, ownership of companies. So if those companies do well, the value goes up. If they do poorly, they will go down. It's that simple you need to realize that there's going to be fluctuations. And you also need to realize you are not a day trader. If you're listening to this, you're not a day trader, okay? Which means 
you should not be going in there and trying to pick what company is going to do really good this day, week, month, or year is you need to, need to be a long-term investor. What I mean by that is you need to buy companies that you don't mind owning for the next 20 years. If you are going to say, I want to sell it six months from now or a year from now or three years from now, don't buy it. Only buy things you are comfortable owning for 20 years. Which brings me to my next point is that most of the time, most of the time, probably 95% of the time, individual stocks are probably not the best route for you to go. The simple fact of the matter is it is unbelievably difficult to pick what are going to be the best performing companies or types of companies over the next year, five years, 10 years. And not to mention, so one, you're not an expert at it. If you're listening to this, you're probably not an expert at it. Two, there are a whole lot of experts at it that still don't do great at it. I mean, that's all they do. I mean, do you have a day job? If you have a day job, you're probably not out there trying to research stocks for 12 hours a day, but there are people that are doing that. A lot of people. So for instance, all right, last 10 years or so, 15 years, and these, these numbers fluctuate depending on what time frame you look at, about 17% of professional mutual fund managers under outperformed their benchmark, which means 83% of the time they're, they're not performing up to their benchmark. I mean, that's pretty, 83% of the time, that's a pretty low number or high number for underperforming your benchmark. So the vast majority of professional stock pickers underperform their benchmark. So I don't know how we as individuals can sit here and say, I don't do this for 12 hours a day, but I know something everybody doesn't, so I'm going to be a better investor. It's not going to happen. Don't be a stock picker. I will get to, if you're going to do it, some, some guidelines that I would follow that I think may be helpful. So if we're not going to be an individual stock picker, but we still want to invest in stocks, how do we go about it? Well, my simple philosophy is don't try and find the needle in the haystack. Just buy the whole damn haystack. There's mutual funds and ETFs out there that are super low cost. I mean, 0.04%, 0.1%. We're talking uh, pennies and uh, on every $100 invested. I mean, this is you can buy the market, the entire market, right now for cheaper than we ever have. So what a ETF or mutual fund is, is just a, a, an indexed one, buys the entire index, you own part of the mutual fund, and it's buying all the stocks. So you essentially own all the stocks that are in that index. And you can do it for a super low cost. And you're buying the haystack, not looking for the needle in the haystack. So that would be, I think, a really good way of starting for, for most people to start is low cost indexed ETFs or mutual funds. ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund, by the way. I think what I'm actually going to do is an entire episode on mutual funds and ETFs because there's a lot more to talk about talk about on that topic, and I want to spend some more time back here on individual stocks. So if you're going to buy individual stocks, if you're going to do that route um, because you want to feel that uh, you think it's fun, uh, it's interesting, or you, you just want to feel the tangible, you don't want to buy Vanguard total stock market fund because that doesn't feel tangible to you. But if you buy uh, Nike stock that feels tangible to you, I understand it. I get it. Here's some rules to live by. So I strongly recommend no more than 10% of your portfolio in one stock. Spread it out. Spread out the love. Nobody's going to, I don't think anybody can look me in the eye and tell me that putting all your eggs in one basket is a good idea and mean it. So 10% of your portfolio 
per stock, that's it. Uh, you don't buy 20% of your account in one stock. Don't buy 50, 10%. You can certainly be less than that, two, three, four, five, six percent Be less. Don't do any more than that. Don't buy anything. I already said this. Don't buy anything you're not comfortable for holding for the next 20 years. Don't buy anything you're not comfortable holding for the next 20 years. So you're not trying to speculate on what pot stock is going to be the next hot one. You're not a speculator. There's, a, I mean, you have as good of odds gambling as you do trying to speculate what's going to be the next hot stock. But you can do is buy businesses that you strongly believe in and know have diversified product lineups that you won't mind closing your eyes and opening them 20 years from now and looking at the balance. So that's a good rule to live by. The big difference between speculating and investing is in one of those scenarios, it takes time to know whether you were right or wrong. When you're speculating, you might find out that you're wrong next week. But if you're owning a company, just to throw one out there, Walt Disney, and Walt Disney misses his quarterly estimates and they go down by 10%, it's not the end of the day. But if the pot stock you were speculating on doesn't get its license in the particular province you were hoping they were going to get it in in Canada and crashes by 60 70%, I think you realized you were wrong pretty quickly. Okay, so that's the big difference there. So a couple of things to just kind of wrap this up is investing in stocks is not intangible like many people think. It's a very tangible thing because there's products and services that are on the shelves that we all use every day that you can become a fractional owner of that company. You should have cash first. You should pay off debt first. Investing in individual stocks is very difficult to do. Picking individual ones is a difficult. I shouldn't say it's difficult to do. You can pick individual ones. Picking them and picking the right ones is the hard thing to do. So you're better off just buying the damn haystack and, and not trying to find the needle. If you need to buy individual stocks because that's that's the only way you're going to do it, that's the only way you're going to find interest, beer break, then you need to set some rules for yourself and write them down because you're not going to follow them if you just make them in your head. And whether your rules are my rules, which is no more than 10% in one stock or don't buy unless it's 20 years or uh, making sure that the company has a certain size or certain revenue stream, whatever those rules are, because you can get really granular with it. And I think you actually should be specific. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to cheat yourself and you're just going to end up losing money, is you need to set some rules and you need to follow those rules. But most importantly, if you're getting into this, you have got to educate yourself. Okay, if you're going to do it yourself, educate yourself. If not, find somebody you know, like, and trust and is going to be transparent with you, uh, a fee-only, a financial advisor, for example, to help you on this process because we need all kinds of people in the world. You know, I can't paint. I can't, uh, I can't draw. I, I'm not very fast. I'm not, a, uh, <laughs> I'm not a great computer person, but I'm pretty good with Excel spreadsheet and I'm pretty good with numbers and I'm pretty good with investing. And so when I need something done in one of those other categories, I pay somebody to do it uh, because I'm not going to enjoy it and I'm not going to do it well. So I think that you have to realize your limitations and know when that you need, you need help or you need to hire somebody. So just remember, you know, it's not a guarantee. There's risk involved. There's money you can make in stocks. A lot of people have been made millionaires because of the stock market, probably more than any other industry. Um, but a lot of people have messed, lost money too, a lot of money just by being stupid. So be smart, follow some rules. Remember, you're not a day trader, you're an investor and, uh, invest for a long time, a long term. Remember to subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, YouTube, wherever you're listening. We'd love to have you join our community and cheers.